0: On this episode, we take a deep dive into how to get earned media and PR for your e-commerce brand. Do stay tuned. Get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce group. So an inbound marketing strategy, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is
1: critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally
0: would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one is your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh your customer lifespan i'm kane campbell let's get rolling this episode is brought to you by clavio it is a game-changing email automation tool specifically built for scaling e-commerce businesses. I'm not just saying it. I use Klaviyo in my e-commerce store and stores I advise for. Household names in the e-commerce space such as in, Bonobos and Chobis use Klaviyo. Here's why. Klaviyo has one of the most impressive feature sets in the e-commerce email personalization space at the moment. Besides the one-click setup, Klaviyo's pixel tracks visitor behavior to help you set up highly effective custom email funnels. Klaviyo also offers pre-built autoresponders for cart abandonment, upsells, and win-back campaigns. Klaviyo's most game-changing feature is its Facebook audiences integration, which helps your email list to sync up with your Facebook ad campaigns. So as you continue to scale up your store, Klaviyo will help automate a lot more sales. Try Klaviyo today on klaviyo.com, spelled K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. Welcome, welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kune Campbell, and this is the e-commerce podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. Not at the enterprise, neither the micro you know, um, level, we're at the fine middle, and we're keen to help ambitious online retailers like you scale by 2x, 3x, and even 10x. So if you're looking to improve metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and automate these sales, I will find an expert who will help you move that needle. Speaking of which, I have with me an on, shall I say, owned media and PR expert that is not necessarily uh, into the theory of it or even a consultant, but has actually applied the concept of online PR and DIY PR into his business, scaled it up to eight figures, an online and retail business, e-commerce retail business. There's a lot of relevance here. And he managed to exit it all through the power of online PR. Um, He is the founder of DNA 11 and Canvas Pop, which he bootstrapped to eight figures. And um, he has gotten press features on the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Today Show, The Doctors... Wired, Forbes, I'm just reading this list, Mashable TechCrunch with no PR agency, guys, yeah, with no PR agency by himself. So before I, you know, I don't want to say too much, but um, I would like to welcome Adrian Salomunovic to the show. Welcome to the show, Adrian. Kunle, thanks for having me. My pleasure to be here. Uh, my, my pleasure to actually have you on the show um, because you've done tremendously well. Um, both on the business side of um, of, of you know, your with your e-commerce business, and also most most more specifically, um, you know, PR. You know, um, or, you know, the strides you've made in PR. Before we go ahead, could you take a minute or less to to introduce yourself, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a serial
1: entrepreneur, um, founder of, 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 like you said, Canvas Pop and DNA Eleven. But one of the things that I'm most proud of is that I was able to build a multi-million-dollar e-commerce business without spending a ton of money on uh, PR. And so, as you said, I've exited Canvas Pop, and now I'm really an author and advisor. I advise nearly 200 uh, different companies uh, in in helping them scale up using PR and earned media. I'm a newly minted author of the book. Free PR co-authored by Cameron Harold, and um, also uh, educating people with my e courses on on PR. So my mission now is to teach you know the thousands of e commerce entrepreneurs out there how to scale up and grow using the power of earned media.
0: Awesome, awesome. Let's rewind. Um, so <clears throat> as far as I know, um, you founded Canvas Pop when in 2000, in two thousand and nine or eight. That's right 2009 is okay. when you right. started and then you exited when I was, I exited
1: uh, in August of 2018 so Okay uh, so a decade, this,
0: a decade after almost Okay this this past summer and you know um how when did you start using you know um PR to to really get attention and you know um and really grow grow the brand Well, um, it was by necessity
1: more than anything is when we started the first company DNA 11, uh, which is before uh, canvas pop, which is a really cool company that takes a sample of your DNA and turns it into a custom artwork. So Mm -hmm. a very unique and remarkable concept. But the issue was we only had a few thousand dollars to start it up and no money for advertising. And this was before Kickstarter, right? So we had to find a way to kickstart the company without any money, which is, uh, a real challenge. And what happens is when you don't have money, you're forced to be creative and innovative. And so from the first month, I learned the power of PR. We actually got featured in Wired Magazine. Mm -hmm. And then uh, from the Wired Magazine article, we got picked up in Playboy on playboy.com for a feature on this new innovative art company. And we generated nearly $80,000 in sales without spending a dollar in advertising over those first 60 days. So that's when I knew that we were onto something. And that... That forced us to learn how to do PR ourselves.
0: Mm. Mm. Are you still involved in, in DNA 11? I'm actually on the board of the
1: parent company that owns both DNA 11 and Canvas Pop. And okay. so I serve on the board and I'm more at a high level strategic uh, role now than day to day.
0: Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, so where do we start? Um, how do we, lots of our listeners, Acquiring customers via paid media. Um, some of us are, uh, you know, um, acquiring customers via um, via SEO, um, and everything comes at a cost, you know. Really, others marketplaces, what have you. How do you get started with, you know, um, getting attention through PR? You know, actually successfully launching a PR campaign without having to hire, uh, you know, an agency. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And I always like to start off with
1: cost per acquisition because I think that is one of the top numbers that any e-commerce company lives and dies by is this, what is your cost to acquire customers? And as you know, the cost of advertising, cost per click and all that is skyrocketing. It's getting more expensive and it's getting more difficult to get... Uh, to a reasonable cost for acquisition uh, using using paid. And so what we do is we focus on earned media to offset those costs and generate free traffic. So, So first, that's the major benefit. Another secondary benefit of earned media is it actually helps you build a ton of inbound links, which then affects your SEO very positively, mm. creating almost a competitive moat around your brand, right? So the more people write about you and talk about you and link to you, the better your SEO positioning becomes, and then you get more organic traffic. So those are really the the two top reasons to focus on earned media. That being said, where do you start? Okay, well, you always have to start by making sure you understand how your company is unique or different in your marketplace and what we call a UVP. So your unique value position or unique value proposition. And that could be just a simple sentence describing who you are, what you do, who you target, and why you're different. Um, Once you understand that, uh, because if you're not unique or different in the marketplace, then consumers won't know why they should choose you, much less the media. So you got to nail that. Once you're done that, what we'll typically do is take that UVP and develop a mock press release. It can be a real press release or a mock press release. But the mock press release allows you to answer all the questions that the market will have about your product, okay? And what a lot of people don't realize is that Amazon actually makes every single one of their product managers do this before they write a single line of code or or launch any product. Mm -hmm. The idea being that if you can't make your press release interesting and compelling on one page, then how are you going to make it interesting to the media or to or to your customers for that matter, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a simple exercise of creating that press release, um, and, and then that really allows you to get your positioning right before you reach out to the media.
0: Okay. Um, so from my layman perspective, um, I remember you know um, companies I used to work for would, um, anytime we would launch a new product, <laughs> we'll just you know um, write a press release. Um, about the, the product, you know, um, from a third party, you know, voice. And then we we'll just put a snippet, you know, signed out snippet about the company. It would be like a paragraph or, you know, three or four lines of, you know, this is the company, this is what we do. And then um, someone signs it off and then would um, either, well, depending on how much budget we, we had, would um, use onlinepr.com, one of those online PR, sites for distribution or um, we would um, give it to our in-house PR person who would, like individually outreach for those are for the more serious you know um, products we were selling but that was kind of like the flow it's somewhat different to what you just said in the sense that um, you're almost creating like a market plan, like a business plan, more or less, where you're, you start with your market position, you know, you talk about what makes you unique, a problem. So what what are you pitching in in this, you know, PR structure?
1: So, I mean, the first thing, the idea behind this is exactly like you said, it's to get your story straight and answer the five W's, right? Who, what, when, where, why, all those things. And address the problem solution as well as really answer the the question... Who cares and why you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, before you launch the product. Later on, we take the press release and we essentially turn it into a, a two-paragraph pitch because mm-hmm. the reality is that no journalist really wants your press release. It's more of a tool that you use to get your story straight. The way you're going to get media is by creating a very simple pitch. And I've developed a template that essentially hits all the right notes with the press, with the journalists to convince them and to make them understand why they should write about you. So, your book. Yeah, it's in the, definitely in the book. It's in our e-course. And it's really just a, a simple template, but it's been proven over a decade and over 30,000 pitches using data based on what works and what doesn't. And so the press release is really just an exercise, a long form exercise or a long form pitch that we then turn into a very simple two sentence pitch when we're actually pitching the media. And what essentially happens is once a journalist says, hey, yeah, I want to learn more about you. This is really interesting. And I think my audience will like what you're, what you're doing. Mm. Then we can send them the press release so that they have the facts, the quotes, the data in the press release, more or less as a tool for that to help them write the article. But Got the it. real magic
0: happens in the pitch. Okay. 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 All right. Um, so you you get the attention of the journalist, um, How do you know who to, to, to give your PR to without being spammy, you know, um, you know, um, how, how what what's what outreach um what what, what outreach approach should you take um to, to towards getting your story, and the other the other question is yeah I'll follow up with the with a follow up question after yeah
1: that's that, that's another really solid question is you know, how do you how do you know which journalists to reach out to and so one of the techniques that and there's five different angles of attack that we take in the book and in the course but. Uh, at a high level, the the most effective technique is what I call reverse media search. Mm -hmm. And so what is a reverse media search? It's where you, first of all, need to understand uh, who your competitors are. And also another thing, what we call a lookalike company. So who's your lookalike company? What do I mean by that? It's a company that is very similar to your company, but isn't a direct competitor, right? That's that's one thing you need to know. Who's your lookalike company? And then what we do is we find that lookalike company and we go to Google news as an example, and we search up that company. Now, usually your lookalike company is like you similar. It's your It's a company you aspire to become, which is not a direct competitor, but is also already getting a lot of media attention, if that makes sense. And what we're doing is we're essentially riding their coattails, right? We're going to ride their coattails, to go after the journalists have already written about that lookalike company. So let's use a, a fictitious, fictitious example. Let's just say you're creating Uber for lawn care. So you're creating an app that you press a button and somebody can come to your house and mow your lawn. Okay, this is a, a made up example. Mm-hmm. Well, your lookalike would be Uber itself, right? They're not a direct competitor, but they look a lot like you and mm-hmm. a lot of people write about Uber. So then we would go to Google News, we would search for Uber And find all the journalists writing about Uber in a positive light, right? And we would then pitch them saying, hey, I noticed you wrote about Uber. And you're interested in the gig economy or Uber or uh, these types of services. And you're writing about them. So you'll probably be interested in my Uber for lawn care service. Mm -hmm. And in a nutshell, without going into too much detail, that's one of five techniques that you can use to really almost shoot fish in a barrel when it comes to finding targeted journalists
0: makes a, a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense. Um, it, it's it's what you know SEO guys do um, for for acquiring links, but this time you're you're getting attention, you know, and um, it's a lot more powerful, you know. Um, you know getting getting um, the attention of journalists that can potentially propel you to um, you know their, their publications, so feature on their publications. Okay, um, so. For, there's this, i will say, small issue with getting a feature. What tends to happen is you get a feature in, you know, in a paper or you know, in Wired or New York Times, and you get a burst of traffic, like a huge you know, burst of traffic and sales that comes off the back of that feature. But the problem is like a week after, things almost get back to normal or things find a new normal. If that makes sense. So if like your old normal was ten, your new normal might be fifty. That's right. How do you get that burst again? How do you keep the momentum going with PR?
1: yeah the, that's the, the, I definitely talk about that a lot in the book, and let me address it like this. there's a couple of things that you can do, and one of them, and we, we've seen this before with a few of the companies that I consult is they'll actually run paid ad like we, we got one of our clients got featured in Forbes. It was a very positive article with direct links to their website. They saw a huge spike, and then exactly we saw a it normalize a little bit over time, right How do you keep it going? Well for one thing, you can run paid advertising to the article right and then from the article you'll build that traffic back up again so i've seen that work very effectively and i was very surprised by how good
0: that was yeah
1: the idea being that somebody's going to trust the link to forbes which is a a well-known third-party resource over just sending them even directly to your site right you're warming them up and you can get a a less expensive um cost per click running them to, to forbes that's and they've wondered. done the pitch for you there, <laughs> exactly, and it's it's so much more credible, right? They're so pitching. much credibility there, yeah, true. <laughs> That's right, right, and and you're building up that article, and what the other thing you're doing is building up traffic to that article. The people at Forbes notice that and yeah. like that, so yeah. then they they think we got to write, we got to keep writing about this company. Right, exactly. Right. This, wow, is this is working,
0: <laughs> right? This seems to be working. This this kind of content, this company name seems to be working. People seem attracted. Uber, okay.
1: That's exactly right. So then there's another thing you can do. And this is, this one seems obvious, but not enough people do it is you should be sharing that article on all your social media channels and not just once, but use it as evergreen content and filler forever. Right. If you've got a great mention somewhere, um, whenever you don't have anything specific to announce, just, just kind of do a, uh, a throwback Thursday, throwback Thursday <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and, and and keep bringing up those articles. It just creates uh, a, a, an excuse and a credible way to reach out to your audience with with valuable content, right? You don't want to overdo it, but I, I like to retweet or recapture that article and my, across my social media channels four, five, six times a year per article, right? And, and, and that certainly helps. Those are the two top ways, and there are several more, but those are the two top ways that you can continue to drive. Um, organic traffic and, and and get more from that article.
0: Thank, um, thank you for, for sharing this tips. Um, now, you know, I'm more than convinced I'm going to get a copy of um, a free PR, your book. Um, and yeah, th- those are like super important tips. Great tips. Okay. So for a brand, an e-commerce brand that probably has, you know, uh, a lot, lots of products, you know, say you're selling lots of products. How do you, Pitch. Do, would you suggest you keep on pitching the brand, your value proposition? You know what you do, or can you branch out and you know pitch a new product launch? You know, um, say you're selling a new widget, or or there. You know, how would you go about it in e-commerce? How did you do it in in Canvas Pop? Yeah, and, and um,
1: the idea is if you have more than one product. Even better, right? Each one of those products is an opportunity to pitch the media from a different angle, right? Mm -hmm. Because presumably some of your products solve different problems or target different people perhaps. And so each one of those products, even existing products and especially new products are additional opportunities to reach out to the media. And so that, that reminds me to tell you like media is not something you just do once a year or when you launch your business or raise funding, you, you have to do it on a consistent basis, so any excuse, especially new products, are the way to keep reaching out to the media. So every time we needed new media or new traffic, we would actually do it backwards at Canvas Pop and develop a new product mm. and then launch it and then see a spike. A perfect example of that was we were one of the first companies to launch a partnership with Instagram. When Instagram was 3 million users, we actually launched a product and even had the opportunity to work directly with Kevin, well, communicate directly with Kevin from, from Instagram. And we launched this first ever, you know, large format printing product with Instagram. We got a ton of press from that, right? Mm-hmm. And so ideally you want to time the product so that it's relevant to an audience and understand who they are. Uh, hopefully it's a hot new space. Instagram was hot at the time and was, was exploding. And we rode that wave because we had a product that tied into that product, right? And so... Yeah, the more products, the better. Each product represents a new segment and a new opportunity to reach out to the media.
0: Okay, and how often would you suggest you know um, businesses get PR? You know, secure PR. Um, should it be an ongoing thing, or should it be you know well planned out to so every quarter or every you know six months? What What did you do in Canvas Mop?
1: Yeah. To to me, I always say PR 365, meaning PRs all year round. Okay. And so you're going to have different types of pitching opportunities. Some of them are product launches. Mm -hmm. Some of them are announcements. An announcement could be you hired a a very senior level person or you added somebody to your board or even a product launch launch would be an announcement. Uh, You're going to have evergreen stories. And those are great stories about the culture of your company or stories about your CEO, or things like that, or your, your cool office space, whatever it might be, those are, those, are not, those are evergreen because you can pitch them all year round. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have product reviews, meaning where you're specifically trying to get reviews for your products, right. yep. and you're pushing out the people that do product reviews. And, and there's, there's five or six different versions uh, of different types of announcements. So between those six, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do a reach out to the media at least once a month, 10 mm-hmm. or 12 times a year. Okay. We, we would do that every year, 10 okay. or 12 reach outs. But even even doing six a year is better than doing one or doing zero. So um, uh, media, if done properly, and if you have a media calendar, which yeah. which we talk about in the book, uh, if you have a proper media calendar, there's no reason why you shouldn't be pitching all year round.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Okay. Before I let you go, um, I'd like you to solve a hypothetical um you know problem, you know, PR, online PR problem um for, for a hypothetical company. Um say I was selling um I was a menswear company um selling unique ties, maybe unique socks, unique ties. Um and we we have you know great you know great products you know very colorful, eye-catching, and I'm looking to get it on um on GQ Esquire um, probably Buzzfeed. You know, um, maybe Mashable. Um, and what what steps would you take if you were, you know, the the owner of of, of the company to, and maybe today the today program in, you know, the breakfast program in the states. Yeah. What what steps would you take? To, to to get in this business, I love it. You, you know,
1: um, um. Henley, this is like one of the best questions I've done like 50 podcasts. This is one of oh. the best questions I've ever gotten. Um, because it, let's get down to work, let's just do this, let's jam yeah. this out right now. So, the right. first thing I would do is I would um, actually uh find our lookalike right we talked about that in this case it might be a bomba socks or happy socks right beautiful unique socks they've gotten a ton of press they've been on the shark tank they've done a ton of of uh been on the today show good morning america etc so they've already done the work for us let's be lazy let's go after their uh let's go after where they've already been because I can guarantee you if somebody wrote about Bomba, they're interested in your colorful tie company, right? Yep. So uh, we would go into Google News. We would type in Bomba Socks. We would find probably 30, 40 articles from the last year. Uh, we would approach those people saying, hey, we noticed you wrote about Bomba Socks. We love them. They're a great company. Uh, we're, we're like Bomba Socks, but for socks.
0: So right? you're going to look for the journalist, right? The, the actual author of those posts, get their details. Yeah. And you reach exactly. out to them. Do you reach out to them by email, by Twitter, Facebook? Or, or what was the best way to, to get to get their attention? All of it.
1: So I love that question. So uh, I
0: call that the three, two, one punch. Um, oh. uh, three,
1: three. So, so, so first, let's talk about it. First thing you're going to do is you're going to go on Twitter and you're going to follow them. Okay, and the mm-hmm. reason you're going to do that because that'll often open up. If they follow you back, then you can DM them. A lot of journalists, by the way, keep their DM open because they love they love being pitched. Right? Mm. They want to be pitched. They want to hear from companies like yours. So that's first. First thing, follow them on Twitter. Two, go on LinkedIn, add them on LinkedIn. Um, what you're doing there is you're signaling to them, right? You're saying, hey, who's this Kunle guy? And what's this, uh, mm. what's this thing, colorful ties? Like they start to, maybe they'll notice you, right? So yeah. you're, you're lubricating the process. You're creating
0: so I, suppose, brand. I suppose my profile should be, you know, me in a colorful tie, you know, as in I should really polish my profile, my, my Twitter profile, and my LinkedIn profile. So it's kind of memorable you know, um, in, in, their eyes, you know, I see that, um,
1: 100%. Uh, yeah. in, in my old company, I had a picture of me holding a cat, like, uh, I <laughs> look like, uh, Austin Powers, right? Everybody would be like, oh, you're the cat guy. You can't right? forget that, case, can you? No. <laughs> in your case, I would like be lying on a pile of ties, like just a mm. pile of ties, mm. uh, you know, like, <laughs> like American beauty, but instead of roses, <laughs> you'd be buried in ties. Right. Yeah, and, and so, so. You, Exactly. You want to stand out. You want to be remarkable. You want to be that purple cow. Mm. Um, I always talk about pigeons versus peacocks, right? Mm. Uh, nobody notices a pigeon on a sidewalk, right? Mm. In New York City or in London, you see a pigeon, you don't even look at it. But if a peacock was walking down the street, you would uh, quickly take out your picture and take an Instagram selfie with the peacock, right? That's so you want to be a peacock company, not mm. a pigeon. And so that's what we're talking about. And, like and it that. starts off with Twitter, LinkedIn, add them on LinkedIn, and you can. Nine out of 10 times you can get their email address and it's in the book. There's five different ways you can do it. But most of the time it's publicly available right in their journalist profile. Um, But, you know, for the one out of 10 times that it's not easy to find, there's all sorts of tools It's in the book and you can find almost anybody, right? And so then you're going to email them and you're going to give them the pitch that I just said. You know, we saw that you wrote about Bomba. Uh, we love Bamba, And this is why we think you're going to love us, right? That's your unique value proposition. Mm-hmm. It's two sentences. And then you say, hey, I'd be happy to send you a free sample or I'd be happy to um, send you some exclusive images that we of unreleased designs. You want to give them a little bit of a lure or something interesting, some reason for them to respond. Now, keep this in mind, Kunle. All you're trying to do is get a response. Yeah. Too many people try to write their entire life story in that pitch. And all you need to do is get them to click reply and say, tell me more. Okay? So just remember that. And, and, and there, there's like six different ways that you can get journalists' attention. But in a nutshell, and this isn't rocket scientist, Twitter, add them on Twitter, add them on LinkedIn. The third punch is email them. If you don't hear from them, email them again. And then we have a whole follow-up sequence that nice. we develop process. Okay. But, but you're not going to get them all. You're going to get like, 90% no's or, or no responses, that's just normal. But that 10% that say yes can absolutely change the destiny of your company and help you scale from a million to 10 million without having to pay for advertising.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. That is smashing, Adrian. Love that. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. But before I let you go, I um, ask my, uh, my guest um, a few questions. Um, they're called like my lightning round questions where um, you just ask you a question and then you can answer with a simple sentence, if that's okay. Hit me. I love it. Right. Let's go. Ready when you are. Right. how do you hire people? So... Couple of things on that. Okay, one sentence. One sentence, uh, please. Cultural fit. Cultural fit. Awesome. What are the three dispensable tools used for managing your business? Asana. Yeah. Pipe drive and Slack. Awesome. What's been your best mistake? By that, I mean a setback that's given you the biggest feedback.
1: I think exiting Canvas Pop has yeah. been my best lesson learned because yeah. now
0: I have 10 years
1: of mistakes and successes that I can apply to others.
0: Awesome. What one piece of advice would you give to retailers keen on driving traction, media traction, you know, earned media um, for, for, the, for the stores? Be remarkable. Be remarkable. Awesome. If you could choose one single book or resource that's made the highest impact in, on how you view building a business and growth, which would it be? Oldie but goodie, but it's e Okay. Okay. e Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's, it's a classic right there. Fantastic. 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 Thank you. And right. So with your book, free PR and your course, your, your, um, the course with the book, how best can, um, you know, um, listeners find out more, get a copy of the book. Um, because, um, what you've said here is a uh, tip of the iceberg and you know, I'm going to purchase it and I'm not, you know, just, um, trying to, 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 to see this, but, but yeah, I'm going to, where, where's the best place for them to, 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 get a copy, please.
1: Head over to freeprbook.com mm-hmm. And from there you'll have, you know, you can download it, uh, Kindle, buy it on Amazon. Uh, and uh, we even do giveaways on there. So we'd love, let's just head there. And, uh, and get in touch. We'd lo- I'd love to get your copy.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Adrian, for, for coming and, you know, just giving the tips, especially the final bit of um, the case study. I love it.
1: Had a lot of fun, man. I loved it. And uh, thanks for having me on.
0: Cheers. Cheers. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2x e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week